You are listening to Music, Meaning, and Mystery Podcast. The aim of this podcast is to explore the mystery of music in order to elevate it. In this episode, we speak with Leah Keeley. Leah is an R&B musician from Montreal, Quebec, Canada. You can find Leah's music at leahkeeley.com. You will also find other links in the show notes. When the public health related restrictions were uh, implemented in your area, that you decided you would do an open mic nonetheless. And I'd like you to tell me about how you went about doing that and your experience with that. Um, yeah, so I started hosting this open mic in Parc Chanmans, um, in the Plateau in Montreal, last year, last summer, when the pandemic uh, first started. One of my friends, his name is Frisco Lee, um, he's also a host of a, an open mic that happens in St. Henri, and he started doing his own open mic out in the park in St. Henri, and I went to one of them last summer and I just thought it was a great initiative for him to take that on and and continue the music um, regardless of the pandemic uh, happening. So I was inspired by him actually to start my own in Parc Chanmans. Um, before Parc Chanmans, I was hosting a few different open mics around town, um, one of them being at Brutopia, another one called Ye Old Orchard, and then the last one was Local Legend. And Local Legend was this really cool new funky bar that had opened up uh, before the pandemic hit. And that's where I started doing open mic Mondays. And those really took off. And so then when the pandemic hit, all of us were just all artists and musicians were just kind of stuck. And we didn't really have a creative outlet, a place to perform place to meet people, you know, to share our ideas. So I was inspired by my friend and then I started my own uh, here in the plateau. It just seems obvious that, yes, we would adjust and find a place to play. But why do we need to keep playing? I think it's part of our, our being, of our soul, you know, as artists, as creators, we need that. We need to have a creative outlet to express and channel those emotions into you know when we're just stuck at home um not able to share that with anybody I mean doing online is is it did help um I was hosting um the open mic during the winter I did continue it online um just to keep the the community together keep us you know give us something to look forward to give us something to practice for something to do something you know, a place that we could share what we were working on um, with each other. And I feel like we all needed that. And it's like, if we were to just stop, it'd be like we were cutting off a part of our of ourselves, you know? Okay. <laughs> so this is big. This is kind of a huge. So what I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you like a multiple choice of questions. Okay. You tell me which ones you think you would want to explore with me. So number one is channeling, uh, channeling emotions. So, the, you know, a, a topic to explore is 
where are the emotions coming from? Why do we call them channeling? Uh, number two would be sharing. That sounds to me like a gift or a resource. The musicians crave giving of their resource. The third option would be community. So you talked about how the artists are motivated to continue to play, but uh, it seems like it's important for the community as well. I think we should try to think about why the community wants what we have to share. Well, it's funny because I feel like all three of those channeling community and sharing, they all go hand in hand. I mean, the community part of it is so important because that's the, that's the connection. And I feel like there was such a genuine human connection that was missing when we were all put into isolation, that that was something that you didn't want to take for granted anymore. Just basic human connection, meeting strangers, sharing those, those, experiences with one another and then again to go to sharing then it's like sharing your music being able to share it in person and be able to connect with people on that deeper level that's so 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 important and it's so healing and we need that more now than ever but especially now it's just we just realize how much how important it is to be able to share our our creative ideas with one another and inspire, hopefully inspire others to do the same. Mm -hmm. And then with channeling, you're channeling God or source or whatever you believe in the divine. When you create as an artist, I believe, and whatever comes through you in your state of being is that form of expression. And that is something that can also help other people to try to follow their passion and follow their dreams and but if you just hold on to those things and if you don't share it and if you don't create and collaborate then it's just going to stay stagnant you have to keep going and keep growing so the artist facilitates the healing of the community by building a bridge to a transcendent experience i love that that's beautiful yeah yeah i never bring up healing in these interviews, but the art, the musicians always bring it up. That I think that's definitely highlights that on some level, we understand that music is medicine, uh, regardless of what our perspective is on what's going on in our moment in history. I think we can all agree, which is difficult. It's difficult to find agreement these days. I think we can agree that healing is something that we do need. Um, so if music is medicine, I think we need to find a way to continue to be in ceremony with music. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me how the community did respond to this initiative of, you know, how you, you managed to, to bob and weave through, through the, the restrictions? It's, it's been really, really incredible to see how much it affects people's lives um, in such a positive way. You know, you really, really feel the appreciation um, from everybody just to be able to have live music again, whether they're just a spectator or they're a performer. Um, it really, really has meant a lot to me, and I, I'm really grateful to be able to brought these nights and brought music back into people's lives again, you know? Mm. 
So when you, when you feel the appreciation, can you describe it to people? Do they, uh, do they, t- they speak to you about it or they, they let you know somehow or? Yeah, well, in many forms, in many ways, I mean, you can feel it, it's energy, but a lot of people do come up to me throughout the evening and just say thanks and really just express how, how grateful they are for these nights and how much they've really affected their lives. Um, mm. And it's something that I never thought would take off like that and really make such an impact. But that's, again, to go back to realizing how much music is such an integral and important part of of being as an artist at least you know I mm-hmm. think if you're not even an artist if you're not even a creator I think we all listen to music you know <laughs> yeah well clearly the people that go that are going there to quote unquote spectate for lack of a better word I think they participate but um, they, they may not all be musicians but they're there for a reason they're there because of, yeah. of a desire of the soul yeah And it can be some people just randomly walking by in the park. That's why it's a beautiful thing, too, is because it's open to the public. It's open to whoever might be passing by and just out for a late night stroll or just, you know, wanted to clear their head or whatever's going on in in their lives. And they stumble upon this open mic night and get to enjoy some live music, which, again, is something that we didn't have for such a long time. So it's it's special. Yeah, I've I've experienced that myself. I was walking back from the movie theater. I realized that the movie going experience, uh, the, the way that I see it is, is uh, a participation in human storytelling. That's, it's just, just hyper, hyper real because of the technology we have, but it's basically the sitting around a campfire and telling stories about the stars. And I realized that that movie going experience will forever be changed now. And I had these thoughts in my mind, <clears throat> some thoughts dark, some thoughts optimistic, because that's how that's how the human mind works. But uh, and then I was walking up, uh, by the waterfront and I heard uh, a man playing guitar and uh, I decided to sit down because, um, you know, when Providence touches your life, you should accept it. And I sat down and uh, he played uh, Leonard Cohen's Hallelujah. Mm. So these um, music, I think when you say music is a channel to, to, uh, to something divine, something transcendent, um, I think that's even like technically accurate. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, I think it does allow something to come here that cannot come here otherwise. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not a question, but we're just having a conversation. <laughs> well, it's all frequencies and vibrations too in music, right? And mm. Everything is energy. So if we're able to raise our frequency and, and express from a place of love, then hopefully that can, you know, again, trans- help transcend um, and help inspire other people to express themselves from that place as mm. well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's something that's interesting that you, that I hadn't struck me before that has changed that perhaps is a positive change, which I find I need to remind myself that there's always an opportunity for positive change that in this form of open mic uh, or musical performance that is outdoors in public space and the world having changed the way it has changed, perhaps access 
to these things have has uh, been reduced uh, for some people. Uh, it is it is a way to bring the gift to everybody who can receive it. So you could be homeless and receive the gift of of music in this situation, or have it fall into your life coincidentally uh, because Absolutely. you're on your way to the store to buy some stupid doohickey, <laughs> and then you get an encounter with God through music, right? So. Mm-hmm. So at the beginning, how did you put the word out? Were people coming or did it take a while? Or I'd like to know more like the the details of how that process went. Um, I didn't really plan much. I honestly just decided like, okay, next week, let's do this. Like I want to I wanna have live music back. Like it's been long enough. Um, and I just made a Facebook group page and a Facebook event and said, Hey, everybody come to the park. It's going to be open mic. And I'd already had developed the community and of people already from my previous years of hosting open mics around the city, Hmm. um, and continuing that online, um, on Instagram during the winter. So people were already revving to go. They already wanted, you know, so badly to play music. So it just kind of happened. And then it just took off from there. Um, we didn't have many issues with the police the first year around. A couple times they came and they um, gave us some warnings about social distancing. Uh, but that was it, you know. And then this year I decided to bring it back for a second year. Uh, because, again, you could just see how much um, people really appreciated it and how much they needed it and how much I needed it. We all needed it. Mm. Um, and I just have been doing it every week since every Monday. Yeah. So, so uh, roughly how many would, would show up on a typical week? Um, for performers or for audience? Uh, Let's do a total. I'd have probably around 200 spectators. Wow. And I'd go from anywhere from 15 to 30 performers in an evening. And comparing that to the standard pre-2019 open mic indoors is that smaller larger roughly the same size it's on a much larger scale for spectators wow Um, just again because we're able to be in a public spot so it's really unlimited as to how many people can show up you know you don't have a cap on capacity and and restrictions and all these other things going on in the world where anybody is welcome Anybody, anywhere, anytime, you know. You talked about a desire to inspire other people to do the same. So maybe let's talk about some of the uh, like practical considerations. Uh, do, do you plug in to power or is that necessary? Do you rent equipment? How does that all work? There's not a very big sound system. I want to, I try to keep it um on the down low to say, just so that we don't attract too much attention um, because there's a bunch of legal stuff with the city where we're not legally allowed to be there because we have to have a permit, but the city isn't handing out any more permits at this time. Um, So it's kind of this weird black and white area, you know, like you're in between anyways. (laughs) I understand. So I don't have a big sound system. All I have are two portable battery-powered amps. um, And I bring a full 88-key keyboard, my guitar, 
and two mic stands. And I ask everyone who performs to bring their own mic mm. uh, just to be safe, seeing as we're still in the pandemic where there's still COVID, you know, I just try to have everyone be as safe as possible and uh, yeah, not be sharing the same mic. <laughs> right. Right. I think I'm actually going to do some research into battery powered amplifiers. Maybe I'll get the specs on yours. Yeah. Maybe in the show notes, we can put links to where these can be purchased and, you know, at, at an affordable price. So they that go for around can... 800 bucks. Okay. Per, per amp, they're Roland Cube amps, mm-hmm. um, but they just take double AA, double A batteries and they're pretty, pretty sufficient for what they are. Yes. So at $800, if you have 30 performers, you can all pitch in, you know, if, if it had to be, you know, if you don't have $800, um, there's, there's a way to get this done. Yeah. Yeah. I assume too, that it would be fairly simple to do an open an unplugged open mic, mic, uh, just audience participates by, you know, listening attentively and not making so much noise. Yeah, we've actually done that before um, because it's all weather permitted, right? So mm-hmm. it, on some of the days that it rained last year, I was so sad that it rained and then we're not able to bring all the equipment out um, just because of elect- electrical uh, hazards, you know? So we just end up having an acoustic kind of jam. So mm-hmm. rather than having a whole lineup and all the performers lined up, I would just say, Hey, everybody, I'd post on my story, say, Hey, everybody come to the park. And we're still doing a jam, just not going to do the open mic, but we're still playing music and people would love that too. Hmm. And appreciate that as well. It makes me think of, uh, I was listening to a podcast about, you know, our moment in the timeline. One of the guests make made a point that really resonated with me you know when you hear someone say something you'd been thinking but didn't have the words to say it was Mm. one of those moments where he said uh, I think this our generation uh, hasn't learned how to live in history until this moment Mm. and when you're telling me these stories of you know having to make do and being agile and making beauty happen despite uh, a disaster. I'm thinking many people are going to have a life now with those memories. Mm -hmm. And in 30 years, these are going to be significant events in our lives because, you know, perhaps we didn't have to be committed to our community before because we had all of these resources and uh, all of these comforts. Um, But when, when there's hard times, then the community has to exist for you because otherwise uh, you could have harder times. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess I'm saying that to, to say that I appreciate that you're um, making history. (laughs) (laughs) How does it feel to make history? (laughs) It's cool to think about it about it like that for sure. And yeah. it is it is a beautiful thing to think that maybe one day down the line, you know, people are gonna look back at those open mics and maybe some of the artists that have pulled up through there, maybe that was some of the first times that they've performed and mm-hmm. maybe they'll take off and go do something on their own later mm-hmm. on in life. Maybe that gave them the courage and the platform to be able to first express themselves in that way, you know? Mm-hmm. 
yeah, it's it's pretty cool. When the open mic finishes in in the fall, I have two more weeks left of it, and it'll be finishing on October fourth, and then it's going to get too cold. <laughs> so I have a bar lined up actually now to move the open mic indoors, just so that again we can keep this going and keep the community together and keep playing music with one another. So I'll be continuing the open mic um, throughout the winter every Monday at a bar called Turbo House, which is on St. Denis and Ontario. And there will be the restrictions that the government has in place with the double vaccine. Um, that's out of my control. We will try to still make it um, still make it a beautiful night and have lots of lots of fun. So that'll be going on again until next summer. And then I will be continuing the open mic back again in the summer um, next year. So, yeah. yeah. Well, it sounds to me like it's something it's, it's such a great experience. You, you wouldn't want to give that up just because of whatever's going on in the world. It's just, yeah. 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 It's a good yeah. thing. Why would you stop a good thing? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. now maybe we can have like, regular open mics and then an extra thing right <laughs> just, why not why not well a birth a birth is uh often i think it was terence mckenna who said uh, uh a birth looks like a crisis because there's there's blood and there's mm-hmm. screaming and everybody's panicking and and then all of a sudden uh something comes out and that's that's a brand new life and full of a hundred of so much percent potential. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when, uh, when there's a crisis, you got to look for the birth of new and and wonderful things. So maybe uh, outdoor open mics uh, is one of those, like, let's keep our fingers crossed that that's, we get all of these open mic babies all throughout the world. (laughs) (laughs) So definitely your music career is affected by world events but is your songwriting craft affected by it or is it just the the practical side of where you're going to perform and which gigs you'll be able to do and how right right no so it's mostly just the practical side of things if anything the pandemic actually made me more creative than i have been the past year you know i've i wrote eight songs, I think, while I was in isolation. Um, Just because, again, all these emotions, all these feelings, you have to channel them, you have to release them somehow. And writing um, was one of those things that helped me with that. But then I didn't have a place to perform them. I didn't have any shows, any gigs. So that's, again, where the open mic helped a lot that I could perform these songs and collaborate with new artists and meet new people and bounce ideas off of one another, you know, the songwriting process, um, but definitely the practical side of playing real gigs (laughs) in real venues and bars and that whole other life that still is kind of doesn't seem real yet. (laughs) Well, it's reassuring to know that uh, at the bottom of it, music being what we've discussed, the fact that it remains unchanged at the, its most fundamental level, I think for me is heartening. Here's hoping that's an indication of things to come. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And things are starting to open up again. And, you know, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. 
we just have to keep being optimistic and keep spreading positivity and keep believing uh, that things will get better, you know, because what we believe is what's going to manifest. So Mm. if we stay in that negative mindset, then that's what we're going to attract. Easier said than done. It is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, everything takes practice, right? Yeah. 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 Everything takes practice. You want to be yeah. good at guitar, you got to practice every day. You want yeah. to be good at optimism, you got to practice every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is there something that uh, so far I haven't brought up that you would like to talk about uh, that I maybe didn't think of? or Like any of my solo like projects or anything, if you want to talk about any sure, of Sure, my- yeah. Tell me what you're, what you're passionate, which projects you're passionate about. I'd love to talk <laughs> about it. So right now I'm working on my next EP, actually. And this is an EP um, compiled of all of the songs I wrote during quarantine. So I'm really excited to share that. And I'm working with two close friends of mine um, who I met through the open mic scene, actually. Um, I'm just so grateful for all the people who I've met and who have helped me develop as an artist as well. Um, in the community too and I'm really excited to be releasing these songs and uh, and have some new music out in the world so I'm very excited for that okay and we'll for sure we'll put all those links in the show notes so people can go get a bit of a taste of something beautiful yeah so is are are you doing uh, like separate tracks or is it going to be a live album or what instrumentation are you incorporating Yeah, it's going to be a mix of live and production. So there'll be some live instruments. Uh, One of my friends, he's a phenomenal keyboard player. His name is Patrick Kilcullen. And uh, he also, I met through the open mic scene. And he's so, so, so talented. So he's going to be featured on a couple of songs. And then there's going to be one of my friends uh, who's in New York. He's a horns player. He plays a tenor sax. Um, So he's going to be featured on a song or two as well. And it's going to be a blend of R&B pop, but like old R&B, like Stevie Wonder, you know, the real (laughs) R&B. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. With soul and yeah, some and some good, you know, hopefully inspiring lyrics about uh, staying true to yourself and following your heart, not giving up. All the good stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's excellent. <laughs> I'm excited to give that a lesson. Unless there's something else, uh, our podcast has a traditional closing question. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's an open-ended question, and I do not interpret it for the guests. So it's yours to play with. What should people listen to? People should listen to whatever brings a spark in their soul. Whatever brings out that passion, that fire, whatever makes you excited, whatever makes you feel something, truly feel something inside. I think that for every person that's different and that's what's so beautiful about music is that it can be so vastly different in so many different types and genres and styles and each thing can resonate differently with with somebody else. So to each person it's unique and it's different but i would just say to listen to whatever your heart truly 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 feels deep inside wonderful yeah 
I think that's great advice. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That's it. That went by really fast. I didn't look at the clock or anything. It just went by fast, and it feels like that's the right amount of time. Um, that was wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Well, thanks. I really appreciate your time, and uh, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much, Jason. You're welcome. I had a pleasure. So there's your recipe, boys and girls. All you need is an instrument, your song, a place, and a little faith that your gift is of value. That's how you make history, and that's how you heal the world. The open mic is a format that is particularly well-suited to this pursuit, as it is naturally a place of open sharing. We need no longer wait for things to open up. As Leah can testify, the world never closes.